This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. This week we are, oh, we're discussing that thing that we all dread. We don't want to. We want to stick our fingers in our ears. We want to close our eyes. We want to know nothing about it. Teenagers and porn. Don't go there. Don't and go the, there. The availability of it 24 7. Don't go Something there. Something that we just didn't have to. We just didn't. I mean, I went through my whole childhood not knowing anything. Or, you know, occasionally you see page three and that was about it. I went through my entire childhood not finding enough. Yeah. <laughs> So a very different world now. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, sometimes I look at the situation for our kids today in porn and I... I mean, I have to say there, but for the grace of God, go I. I mean, if I had been around now, I'd be an absolute mess. An absolute mm. mess. And I think the pressures out there are just phenomenal. Mm. But um, And I think certainly talking to uh, a lot of my friends, it almost feels like such a... It's such a such a massive problem that you don't even know where to start. We don't know where to start. It's so out of our control. It used to be so much easier to be a parent because things were within your control, not now. I can kind of really understand why a number of parents and households almost don't even want to engage with it. Yeah, you know, funnily enough, I was talking to somebody this morning about this discussion we were going to have, teenagers and porn, and they said, oh, right, that'll be one I won't listen to. And actually... Do we have the right to do that anymore as parents? I don't think that we do. I think, in a way, it's it's benign neglect because if we just say, oh, I'm not going to listen, I'm not going to engage, we're actually leaving our children out in the wild, wild west having to deal with it and negotiate it on their own. It's like them driving a car down a motorway without having taken a test. Mm. Total carnage with head-on collisions. very very difficult subject for parents of teens one that really just wasn't about it wasn't anything I had to think about as a kid as a teenager growing up and it is the dreaded porn Mm. a very different world now available to teenagers or children or anyone 24 7 at the touch of a button on their phones and I think a a real pressure for boys and girls in very different ways Mm. today um, yeah, I mean, even as we just start to even entertain thoughts of going into this subject, I just think, thank God I was born when I was born. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember you saying that your memory of porn as a boy growing up was, as a young boy in school, is that somebody came in... Well, no, I, with... can, I can remember vividly. I remember uh, a friend of mine, Paul, coming in with a torn page from a magazine. I remember him bringing it into class, just looking at it under the table. And, of course, we're talking about from a magazine. So you're not, you're not yeah, talking about anything breast, explicit. It? So it's tits and, and, and bottom and, and us all looking at it. And what happened across that day was we all had, where's, where's, where's the porn? Where's, <laughs> where's the porn? And it moved across the school Aww. to the point that at the end of the day, when we all said, should we have one last look at it? No one knew where it had gone. Aww. That was Bring it. about the 70s. That was it. And the other weird thing about, can I just say, the, the, the innocent halcyon days of the 70s and 80s, 
always looked at porn. There were porn magazines. My first girlfriend, bizarrely, bought me a French porn magazine when she went to France with her mum. wasn't explicit. It was sort of Playboy-esque. Titillation. Yeah, Playboy-esque. I, I constructed narratives for the women in this magazine. They weren't... It was like I fell in love with the women in the magazine. It wasn't like a sort yeah. of dispensary or a sort of quick use thing. It was... It, there was something even vaguely romantic about porn mm. back in the 70s and 80s. It sounds bizarre. As a boy, when you were trying to negotiate it, you know, it was a, mm. it was a very different thing. And I just never saw any of it. I knew nothing about Did you it. Not? No, I, I don't... I had a bit of a weird relative who had a big pile of them, but we won't go into that. <laughs> um, but um, I asked Maddie. Oh, uh, Christ. Yeah, I, I just texted her. Maddie, our 16-year-old listener. It's funny, there are a few words. There are a few words that I just don't like to hear mm. associated with my children. Mm. And porn is one of them. <laughs> well, I just sent her a text saying, uh, can you just tell me what pressures... Uh, does porn put on your generation and is it different for boys and girls? So let's hear what she's got to say. Um, so, porn. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there is a lot of pressure on this generation when it comes to porn uh, for boys and girls, but in very different ways. Um, I mean, boys definitely watch porn far more than girls do and girls don't really watch it for the same reason as boys do. Um uh, and I think there is pressure on girls because the boys, boys obviously kind of from a, a young age now are watching porn and they have this very warped idea of what a woman should be. And it's very, unre- women are very unrealistic in porn uh, videos. And then the girls kind of have this pressure on them to, to be like that. And it's not right because it's just not how it is. Um but then there is also pressure on boys because obviously they're trying to be like the men in the videos, which is also really unrealistic. And, uh, and guys feel the pressure because they also think that girls want them to be like that. And I just don't think us girls are that bothered. And we, we don't, we're not really informed. We don't watch it enough to kind of know what they should or shouldn't be. Um, but, yeah, I do think there is a lot of pressure on this generation uh, because of it. Um, and it, it just gives everyone kind of a, a messed up of idea of what it should be. Then the problem is, is because it's kind of messed with people's heads so much and people think that that's how it should be it's become what sex has become what it is on in porn videos now um so yeah um i think porn is pretty damaging but like (laughs) a lot of young people will hate me for saying um but yeah yeah yeah. I, i i personally don't agree with porn and i've never watched porn but like a few of my friends every now and then when i'm with them will like show me some videos of laughing at it and I'm just like, oh my God, this is so disgusting. I like never want to be with anyone if this is what it's like sort of thing. So, um, yeah. Wow, wow, that is extremely powerful and it gives mm. us all the food for thought. Maddie. Hmm. <sighs> well, first things first, it's kind of refreshing to hear her talk about it in such a sort of level-headed way. Mm. You know, I think we're Blessed, touch wood, lucky. My God, thank God. But that the bit that really haunted... But it makes my heart ache as a mum. It makes my heart ache that our girls are having to go through some... Witness... I mean, even that, it. when somebody shows me it, mm. you know. Um, not so long ago, I was somewhere and a colleague of mine, she just 
pulled out her phone and just showed me something on her phone and it was it was some porn some porn of somebody else that she knew and i felt utterly violated that this has been brought up and just shown to me just like it was nothing and um and when i think that that could happen to not just our girls any teenager not just girls boys as well and it's just it's just it, it's just so available that you could be anyone around somebody else. Here, have a look at this. Well, the interest of statistics, the most recent me. survey done by Middlesex University a couple of years ago found that at least 50, 56% of boys and 40% of girls between 11 and 16 have been exposed to online pornography. Oh, God. Which is quite... Well, I, when you, you know, think about it, when we were kids, we'd go, oh, let's get the dictionary out and look up nipple. <laughs> Well, I tell you, my, and that would be your titillation, yeah. and that started from really young. So I suppose yeah. now they don't have to get a dictionary and look up nipple. They can just type it in and get... Well, they'll see every sort every of, nipple of nipple on the planet. you could ever imagine. The other thing I remember, although there was the boy that brought in the uh, page from a magazine that sort of vaporised by the end of the day through heavy usage, in a way, of looking at, um, the other thing that used to happen at school, I don't even remember this, was Jackie Collins' books used to come in. The oh, girls yeah, would always bring them, them in, but you could literally look at the side, you know, the, the way you yeah. thumb the pages, and you'd see the dirty line of where the thumbs kept going yeah. back to the page yeah, well, of Well, me sex. and my friends all say, you know, J- Jackie Collins gave us an idea of what sex, yeah. what how we wanted sex So to again, be. there's always been an appetite. I mean, obviously mm. teenagers are sexually it's a, se- a moment of sexual mm. awakening they're discovering their bodies they're discovering the opposite sex and the same sex they're discovering love and all that kind of stuff you know um, and they're discovering their own bodies so it's natural that you know kids teenagers it's your first experiences of sex i mean i think once again it's interesting that you had no experience of porn in your life i did I did have experience of porn. I mean, I had experience of all sorts of things that I can't go into. But I remember discovering um, a hardcore porn magazine on the top of a cupboard in our flat, uh, which, you know, historically now I realise belonged to the partner of of my mum's. And it petrified me. Mm. It petrified me. And I'll tell you why it petrified me. It was the most bizarre sort of thing was that... There was it was page after page of a scene developing between a number of people, and that was the part of it that frightened me. I thought, even at that young, young, young age, well, sex is something that I've seen. Unfortunately, you know, I won't go into why how I knew what sex was, but you know, I kind of sensed that sex was something that happened between two consenting adults. At least I knew that. But this magazine wasn't showing that. This was showing Mm. something very different. It was also showing men with inordinately large members, and I remember being quite frightened. The other, the other really odd incidental detail, though, I do remember was, isn't it interesting how even in pictorial form they're trying to construct a story? <laughs> Knock at the door, so come in. You. you know, so the idea that there was a narrative to this was quite funny. But, but talk re- to me about... about it horrified the me. horror, Because it's interesting, what I loved about what Maddie said there was, because we do tend to think of it more as the pressure on the girls, mm. but she talked there about this pressure on the boys and mm. the girls and that the boys feel they have to be something. Um, and her saying that... And the thing is, we don't even really watch it, so we don't even know, but boys have all these insecurities. And 
good girl for making me think like that because I'm just always coming from the mother's point of view with the daughters and we know that there's all kinds of... I mean, when I was growing Why? up, the only thing we used to worry about was our, whether we had slim ankles and what yeah. our boobs were like. But we know now there's an, an increase in labia surgery and all of this. Now, the only place they're getting to look and see that their labia doesn't isn't right is going to be in porn. It's not yes. going to be in the magazines that you get off the shelf. No. So, um, so there are these girls thinking, feeling all this inadequacy about their bodies and boys feeling an inadequacy about theirs. And what a sorry state of affairs. I don't even think it's necessary. I think with boys, there's another curious factor that comes in. And I think you can't pretend that there isn't going to be a pressure on teenage boys when there's an inordinate pressure on grown men. You yeah. know, there's a huge emphasis with men put put on the size of your member, the performance, your stamina. I'm, 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 sorry, I'm having to giggle at all the use of, of the word member. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> your, your digit. You know, I mean, no, but there is. I mean, you know, and as a so as a grown, so what is the pressure like that so, for a teenage boy? Well, for me as a teenage boy, the pressure would was there insofar as you knew you had to make the right move. You know, I, I was slightly hampered by the fact that I knew in such great detail what the female orgasm was because my feminist lesbian mother had told me this in great detail that I thought this was an incredibly complicated thing you to navigate. How terrifying. I was petrified on a whole different level of yeah. I felt like I had to sort of go into orbit around some inordinately complicated black hole that I was going to have to sort of... What the hell? What is this thing? What, what am I going to be becoming engaged in? So... Going back again to what Maddie said mm. about she feels that more boys watch porn mm. than girls and girls, but the, but though obviously some girls do. What would it have been like for you if you'd had pornography as available as young people do now? I would have become a gibbering wreck of constant masturbation. Oh, Mark. I have to say that. It's oh. true. <laughs> I would have constantly, Mark? constantly masturbated in my room every day of the week, constantly. And Mark, I'm, I don't think you can say No, no, that. no, I'm saying that as, as it's... Would have become addictive. It would have become an addiction, and I think this is a real problem. I think if, you know, at that young age when you don't understand what addictive behaviour is or compulsive behaviour, you don't, you know, without any management of how you're receiving this material and the ability to get it for free and constantly, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? If you, mm. you know, and and so, I worry that we don't even know. We we are only hearing about and seeing the tip of the iceberg oh, when it no. comes to teenage boys. Because, and I hate to say this, guys, but as a, as a, as a man, I think boys are spending infinitely more time looking at it than they probably tell any of their friends. I know. I know. And I think the pressures that they're then being put under. I mean, okay, it's very simple. You see the sex and da da da, and so. You know, it's odd because alongside this increasing availability of porn, we seem to societally seem to be just as squeamish about it in the public realm as we are. Do you know what I mean? So there's a we won't talk about it so much. We still won't talk about it. Well, I'm really glad you said that because I think the only power that we have as parents with this is to talk about well, it. Well, I agree. So... And I've, I have friends, I mean, luckily I have a friend that has uh, sons exactly the same age as our girls, mm. so I, I kind of know what's running parallel. Well, a number of friends with sons the same age. And I think, and if I was the mother of a son, 
I would sit them down. I would have the convers- same conversation with them as we've had with Maddie. And, you know, we all talk about that actually the responsibility is with the parent. Yes. The only thing we can do is not be squeamish and to have the conversation. I mean, you and I have been watching recently uh, Euphoria, haven't yeah. we? Oh, my God. This is a series on HBO and Sky. It is absolutely shocking brilliantly made brilliantly acted directed written everything so it's a great watch but it is grueling for a parent to watch because as maddie has says has said this is what it is like now for teenagers and some of the sex scenes that have come up one in particular with two characters where he's a lovely young man and he loves this girl and he's stood in her defence with the boys in a group and they've talked about how much this girl likes sex, da-da-da. And you think, and then you see him in the room, don't you, with this girl and you think, oh, this is going to be a lovely, sweet, innocent mm. um, sex scene we're going to see here. And suddenly he picks her up and throws her in the bed and puts his hand around her throat and, and like, aggressively starts having sex mm. with her. Mm. And, she's, and she's petrified. She says, what are you doing? What are you doing? He says, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh. I didn't know. I thought that's what I have to mm. do. Mm. And you go, oh, my God, this is it. This is where kids are learning or think they're learning what sex is about. There's no fumbling and, and like, oh, awkwardness. They're watching graphic sex where and all sorts of things happen. And we've watched that with Maddie, haven't we? We said, oh, my God. That poor boy. Oh, that poor girl. And we talk around it. We don't talk Mm. directly to her, but we'd say we didn't have to put up with this when we were when we were growing up. But that storyline, in a sense, draws you to things like role models. You know, what is a role model in a parent when it comes to your children and their approach to sex? You know, I only had the role model of a of a mother. I don't mean only, but you know, as a son, that's a curious one. But as a lesbian mother, that's even more curious. And then as a lesbian feminist, even weirder. So. You know, I had sort of different pressures when I was coming at it. But when I look at our girls, I often think about... My first thought does go to, what are the role models in the boys that they're going to have relationships mm. with? Because you could argue, there's a, you often hear it trotted out, there aren't enough male role models for these boys. Well, that's probably true and is true. But then sometimes, do you necessarily want the role models that are available? Because those role models could be the very thing. You know, I think this idea that, you know, all adults have a very sensible and sort of balanced idea on what sex is, is in itself fraudulent and and not true. Um, You know, we're lucky that we have the ideas that we have about it. But I know, for example, what what I'm referring to here is is that I've worked with, I've been friends with uh, men who I believe should know better, would know better. And for them, porn is something, like the person you've just said, who they'll show in your, put it in your face and show it to you. And my first line is, please don't, I've got a daughter that age. The listener and us, we've, we've got teenagers that are being shown this stuff. They might just hang out in somebody's house and they're just being shown it. Yeah. And we have no control. So all we can do is have an open dialogue Absolutely. with them. And, you know, for some friends of mine who have sons, they've sat their sons down. And they've said to them, listen, you are more than likely going to watch porn and it's going to more than likely be graphic porn. Let me just tell you here and now, if you go out with a girl and it gets to the point where you're having sex and you do any of these things and we can all know what we're talking about, you could end up up in serious trouble. And actually... um, there's a young woman very close to us who has told us, hasn't she, that um, 
she, when she goes out for a date with a young guy now, she will sit him down in the early stages and say, just to let you know, anal, fisting, all these things that you might have seen in porn that you've seen through your teenagers is not okay and is never going to be okay with me. I was like, what? You actually have to say that on date three or four? She says, yeah, because you have to make it really clear. And she did actually say to me, I feel sorry for them because they do look at you a bit confused because they do think that that's what they're supposed to do, but to be see, a man and to be a to be great in bed because that's what they've watched. But the terrible tragedy of the situation is, is that there are so many people with such fucked up ideas around this topic. I mean, for example, I've never been more shocked than to hear how many young teenage boys have been in orgies. This is... Where have you heard this? uh, Through friends of relatives. It is something that is going on far more than we think. And it's another one of of those hurdles that you think, God, I hope my girls never ask this. I hope they're never going to be asked. How are they going to negotiate these things? Now, that wouldn't... Now, in some male company... So I'm talking about the potential pool mm. of fathers out there mm. of my age, because this is about being the conf- confessions of a modern parent. It's about our experience as much as the child's. Mm. Now, my experience as a parent is that other men have said and would say, God, what a lucky generation, eh? That just all Jesus yeah. apart. You can't... Yeah. So, there's this idea that we're sitting... We're not sitting in Islington chatting to people over a latte or a smoothie. It's absolutely awful, isn't it, Tarquin, that our kids... Are... What, is, what have you got against Tarquin? Well, it's Islington. You're always using a name, yeah, yeah, Tarquin. Yeah, no, it's Tarquin's in Islington. I'm so sorry, listen, no, 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 if you're but a what, I mean, what I mean by that is, is it's very... <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not like there are just pools and pools of men all just very, very sort of balanced, kind of going, yeah, no, it's absolutely awful, this sort of thing. Right. It, there are men out there seeing it as it's bloody great. hell. God, I bloody haven't even hell. thought of that. that now... If I look back to how I would have been when I was that age, if I knew all the if the if the, the, the freedom of, of of being able to talk about orgies and that sort of sex and just watching it whenever and knowing that all the girls of my age as a teenager were trying to observe the rules and regulations and the pressures of that stuff, it, I can't say hand on heart that I wouldn't have just have been drawn that. into that yeah. or taken advantage or, or, or consolidated or confirmed those pressures or mm. kept those pressures you know so I think you're right that scene in Euphoria was very powerful because the boy in that scene is an incredibly kind was nice a boy he was a victim he was a victim and I think boys it's, it, you know we're in this very odd situation where even uh, even a sort of in a sense predatory male is a victim they're a victim of something too they're a victim of what they've become sort of you know, immune to and, 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 and sort of, what's and it called when, when you're made to not feel something? You're desensitized. There's a desensitization mm. that's going on here. And, you know, we all talk about it and people hear it and they go, oh, desensitization. It's almost like it's become sort of old hat to say it, but it's a big mm. and real problem. Oh, I think that's the major thing, isn't yeah. it, for us as parents? We don't want our children desensitized. We want to say, and people say, oh, well, you know, you can't just keep harping on about the old days. Can't we? Can't we find some way to give them back some innocence Absolutely. and some and protect them in some way? I mean, an interesting I, statistic. Let me just say this: an interesting statistic from this research poll at Middlesex University two years ago said that fifty-three percent of boys felt that the sex in porn was a realistic depiction mm. of sex. Fifty-three percent. Well, of course they are, because if you've never seen it anywhere else, what else are you going to think? But I bet and you fifty-three percent of those boys have all got dads. So why aren't the dads doing something about that? I don't know why I feel like with Do you boys, think it's dads. dads? Ever, ever say to a boy, right now it's your age, you can start looking at porn like they do with 
booze, like come to the I pub and have a pint. I don't necessarily think they'd say start looking at porn, but I think a lot of dads see it as part of the rites of passage of their son right. to perhaps support a culture of, well, you know, have you pulled and have you got this and have you got the, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, I never, I never had that pressure coming from a paternal figure because I didn't have a dad. I didn't, mm. you know, I just didn't have that pressure. But it's there amongst men and it's there between men. So if it's there amongst many of the men I've met and known and liked, it's yeah. going to be in there, you know, what's going on with their dads and how are they going to be as dads? You just spooling back a bit to when you said when you found this hardcore magazine on top of the mm. cupboard and you were, it was frightening. You know, when you look at how a lot of porn is done, it's often the girl is on all fours, they're ferociously going at it, and it looks extremely violent. It doesn't look mm. like a, a nice thing. I wonder, when you're a young boy, does that then... And you would know this, so I, I can't answer this. Seeing that, if that's your first experiences of seeing sex... Does that then set the pathway for what kind of sex you want or would it be even more frightening because it looks very violent? I mean, to me as a woman, it looks very violent. It looks scary. It looks... And I know when those sorts of things have come up on, on the screen, we all sort of, you know, when we're watching... I think, no, I think, I think you... I, well, I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked about this before. Um, I think those that early experience of porn there, and then there's the one I shared about at school, and then another friend of mine, his father had hardcore porn in his cupboard. And so when I saw hardcore porn, mm. um, I think it did irreparably damage me. Yeah. I genuinely think it changed. And weirdly, I think it also informed, and this is without going weird on this, I think it does inform what you find enjoyable mm. in your sex life in later life. So where there might be a frisson of some form, where there might be, uh, you know, for example, I mean, I don't want to go into the, the micro details, but, you know, I witnessed too much sex at too young an age, real and what sex. what impact do you think that had on you? Well, the impact it's had on me is that the seeing of sex for me is something that's confusing but erotic at the same time. Yeah. So so there, there, there's a dilemma there for me. Now... I'm, I'm a reasonably educated guy who can get in touch with my emotions. Is gone, you know, but it confuses the fuck out of me, and I find it very difficult sometimes to know what's right to go with as a feeling, yeah. and what's to deny. So imagine that in the yeah. and in the eyes of a absolutely. Child. So we've got daughters, obviously four daughters. If you, if we had sons. Because we, I think we are just instinctively going with our girls by talking, mm. having the conversations with them. We don't, we're never embarrassed. No. We, we, I think that's an important thing. We, we might sometimes go, oh dear, but we try not to be embarrassed so that it's an open uh, conversation with them. But if this were, if we had boys, what would you be saying to them around porn, about the availability of porn? I know what to say to the girls. What would you say to the boys? That's a good question. I don't. I don't necessarily. I would. <laughs> it sounds like a scene with Ben Stiller. I'd probably say, right, we need to sit down and we need to look at some porn and we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll no. need, we need to unpack this porn. We need to understand. Understand. You know that scene in the office where Ricky Gervais can't take his eyes off the computer. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. I, I. I would have to. I would probably try and talk them through it. I would. I, I would. would you? Yeah. I would probably make their first experience of porn. 
be humiliatingly with their dad going, right, someone's going to do this one day. You are no, no, someone's going to, yeah, absolutely. Someone's going to do this one day and that sort of thing's going to come up. And what you need to understand about that is it's utterly ridiculous and not real. It's utterly would ridiculous you? and not real. Wow, that would be the first thing. Ridiculous and not real. It is, it is totally um, exploitative of women, but it, it's also exploitative of men too. There's this idea that it's, yeah, it, it is exploitative really of important. both sexes. And I do think the whole porn debate gets gobbled up with, with, with rightly, rightly, all of the negative impact it has mm. on the women involved in it and the women... I guess but it's all of really that. right to say that because I'm thinking of my friends with sons yeah. with beautiful, sweet, mm. sensitive boys and their absolute worry about what they can do yeah. about this because they don't want them to be no. abused. No, Because it is abuse. It is abuse. If you're suddenly shown something, you know, out of your choice, that is abusive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. But, I mean, you know, it... it, it the reason I know this is a much bigger problem than any of these well-meaning reports and research polls and all this rubbish kind of spews out, the reason I know it's going to be so much worse is I know I'm a reasonably together, well-brought-up insofar as politics, though I wasn't, you know, what I saw was very odd and very weird, politically, you know, but I know that I would have fallen into a deep chasm You'd have gone into a ditch. It would have been an absolute mess. And I, I, God only knows where I'd be now because of it. Mm. Genuinely. I mean, and I know men, who, are, is, I know men yeah. who have been addicted to porn. I know men who are addicted to porn. I know that they can't stop looking at it. I've had periods in my life where I've used porn. I mean, it's not like it's something that no, I'm sort of do... like, oh, it's the big no-no. I've used porn. I think porn has a, you know... And I think it's really good that you have had experience. You've known people mm. who are in their... 20s, late 20s, who are terribly addicted to porn, don't yeah. they? Don't you? And people might go, oh, addicted to porn, oh, that's a bad addiction. No, but it is. Yeah. It's corrosive, it breaks up relationships. Absolutely. Just like any other addiction, mm. it can impact massively on, your, oh, on massively. the health of your life. Massively, but because it's freely, I mean, even less so than alcohol. It's yeah. freely coming through your computer screen. So if you're a teenage boy, you know, well, you know, and let's not beat around the bush, no pun intended, you know, but you, all teenagers are looking for some kind of a high. And the easiest mm. high you can have is the high with oh your own God. body. And so if you've got that freely channeling into, mm. your, into your bedroom, I, I promise you, I'm I would never have left my bedroom. I'm interested in what you were saying there, what you started off saying, and then we went off because we got too excited about how good this subject is because everybody feels so alone, parents feel so alone with this. You would sit down, your son, and you would take him through it. Yes, and you would explain to yeah, him because I've heard people. Where... I've heard people say if you if you do it unaided, it's like allowing a child to drive a car down a motorway. Do what unaided? See porn, right? Just to see okay. porn without any context or anyone saying to you, "Look, just this is going to be mm. shocking. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be fu it's fucking funny. A lot of it is ridiculous." and Going back to a conversation we had recently about alcohol, the way a lot of porn has been shown to me by other men is along the lines of, you're not going to believe this, look at this. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. The problem for, here's a problem for all men. Here's a problem for all dads. It's very hard to hand on your heart say that a pornographic image or something pornographic doesn't in some way titillate. Yeah. It's very hard. When you go to sperm banks and you donate sperm, they have a room with porn. It's seen as an accepted or a, mm. an, it's an admissible sort of form of, of, of arousal. Mm. 
it's very hard to hand on heart say, you know, any man who says to me, oh, no, porn does, does, doesn't do it for me, it's an absolute lie. Well, no, no, I don't think no, you can say I, that. You I, can't generalise. No, because some people 100% might not like it. No, I can. I'm not having that. And I'd like to hear from anyone who can say it, says it isn't. But I think it presents a problem, and it's, it's how you process that problem. So that's why I would sit my son down and I would go through it. I would go mm. through it with them. Interesting. I'd, be like, I would, I'd love to I, hear I what other people would. think on that. Now, I can absolutely I just wouldn't with my daughter. There's something else here, and this is interesting, an interesting one, because... I was chatting to somebody this morning saying that you and I were going to have this discussion about uh, teens and porn. And this person actually does have teenagers. And they said, oh, well, that won't be one I'm listening to. Mm. That is interesting, isn't it? Because I don't think we have that option anymore as adults. No, I don't think we do. As parents. No. We might have been able to, when you were tearing a bit out of a magazine and everything... This is way, way bigger than that now. And I think to not engage with it and not have the discussions and not get over your own fear and your own squeamishness and embarrassment, I think it's a kind of benign neglect. I think it's a dereliction of duty. I think you are failing as a parent if you pretend porn... It's not happening. ...either... You can't pretend it doesn't exist, of course not. Mm. But no, but you, pretend it's not but happening to your child. if you live your family life yeah. in a way that pretends it's just not there and you circumnavigate it every day of your life and it's just, yes, no, everything's fine. And, mm. you, you, it's and we total, have all the parental controls yeah, on our yeah, phone. Yeah, we've got every firewall going. <laughs> well, your firewall, mate, he ain't going to work round at Tarquin's party. <laughs> leave Tarquin <laughs> alone for the love Tarquin of God. really annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So uh. but here's, a, here's another part of the whole equation. Now, mm. when it comes to parenting two girls, girls mm. there's a huge part of this i have never now if i say the word porn the girls go into a blind panic it's like no no dad dad and that i kind of think that's fine okay mm. it's does do you feel that there's much more of a pressure for the mum with daughters because you've asked me what i would do with my son and i'm quite clear on that i feel quite mm. clear on that i might be wrong mm. but that's my instinct mm. says i would sit down with them so when when it comes to porn with with maddie and kiki and with izzy and fleur you know how have, how have you gone about it and how do you feel you go about it i've had the conversation well it's interesting actually because i'm just looking I here that know. i wrote down warped <laughs> idea the reason i'm asking so formally like an interviewer guys is i never really want to know this <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting because i wrote down a note here warped idea which was something that maddie had said right yes and i didn't and want to it's go only there. now you just asking me that that i realized that's what the discussion that i've had with the girls right and I have a really open discussion. They go, oh, mum. But they don't ever leave the room. Right. They go, oh, mum. But they still stay I in the do. chair. I always yeah, leave the always room. Yeah, you always leave the room. <laughs> and I say, you know, the thing is about porn is that it gives you a warped idea of what a body is supposed to be like, a warped idea of what sex is. Yeah. Sex, And often there is the girl who is saying no, 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 but kind of looks like she wants it or is really saying no and looks like it's being forced against her. Everything with sex has to be your choice even if you change your mind absolutely halfway through to do and that's the conversation that i have them i say sex can be amazing sex can be like you know it's a great thing that is free and you can doesn't cost you anything and it's good for your health and and they go oh mom but that's all well and good but but the porn industry warps that manipulates that and makes money out of it so you are a victim of it but they're not going to. But gonna, also, 
sometimes between two consenting adults that are mature enough, pornography is also something that people enjoy and there's nothing wrong with that. So, But how are you equipping them to know when they meet a boyfriend and what that boyfriend's asking them isn't normal? They're not going to know what normal is. Whatever you don't is. want to do isn't normal. Right. Because... Who knows? But, you know, oh, you're, but, but don't they? But do they necessarily know? If you what's don't right? want to do something, that is the absolute line. Mm. Whatever you don't want to do, whatever makes you feel strange, whatever makes you feel uncomfortable, then you don't do it. Isn't that funny? Because probably I would say there's an element of the boy who's seen as the one doing things. I mean, there is that gender politics, isn't there? There's that sort of thing of, well, it's the boy who does the action and it's the girl who sort of takes the action. Um, the boy probably doesn't want to do half of what he's doing yeah. either. Well, no, I do make the point of saying to, to them that they're also... that boys are a victim of it. And and, and I think she, she put that really articulately, actually, in that she said, you know, the boys are messed up about this as well. The boys have got a warped idea of what they think girls want from boys. But what about the girls who have themselves seen the porn and enjoy and, it and believe that that's the right way 39% of girls who've seen porn believe it believe it's an honest depiction of sex well of so, course that's why you I know but them. that's my point you're, what you're, you're talking about it as if there's a, a clear barometer of what normal and what normal isn't I mean they're not going to know what the, even oh, I what, see what you mean even what they like to do or think they like to do if a boy's saying to you well this is what you do how are they to know any any different? Well, that's why I use the word warped. What what you're doing? It's a warped thing. You know, just just try not to look at it mm. because you've got to find your own way. Mm. You know. What about a dad with daughters? Because for me, my inclination, as soon as the word porn is, and I, I never bring the word porn up because it's just the thought of my daughters seeing porn makes me absolutely go stratospheric with fury, rage self-loathing, loathing of all men. Mm. I could walk out to the bus stop, find a man and just destroy him. The whole concept, the whole concept of them even seeing something explicit is... I go into a meltdown, and in that meltdown, I can't work out what my best position is in this as a parent too because although I'm you know, okay, it's easy for me to say, well, Nads, you deal with it, we've got daughters and it's porn and da-da-da... What can I be getting? What should I be doing? What, what, what are they learning from the dad in the situation? Well, I think that we've had these these conversations have naturally come up, yeah. and you're very much. We, I think we sing from the same song sheet yeah. with them, yeah. and I think that that has worked. And really, uh, that, I mean that that answer that that voice note that she sent us kind yeah, of really shows us that yeah. what we've been saying has yeah. gone in by osmosis. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. So, give each other a pat on so the back. do you think we're doing maybe quite a good one... job on the porn front? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> but maybe we could give ourselves, like, for one split second, a little pat on the back. Maybe a little we just pat on the back. Can okay. I ask you a question? Have you ever seen any porn as I'm a grown woman? I'm not that question. Oh. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little <laughs> bit worried that she might tell you off, you could always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Okay, I've got a message here from Alex, 55, and he says, I worry about the prevalence of role-play in porn, specifically incestual behaviour. 
Young people follow pornography closely and copy how the actors look and act. But isn't it a worry that societal lines like incest, sex with distant family or unsuitable friends of family, i.e. older male friends, will become blurred? How can we teach young people a healthy approach when porn glamorises illegal and immoral acts as, inverted commas, naughty behaviour? Hmm. Well... Well, <laughs> can I just, I'll throw in a point here. Having watched porn, I think this is a really important question because I've never really understood, um, for example, when The Sun used to have like a page three or whatever, one of its kind of big things was the younger, the, the closer the age was to 18, the bigger the number would be. So it was a really big thing that this was like close to 18. And I found that deeply, deeply, no, not clock ticking, young. Oh, right. So young. It's about how close to illegal can we get. Oh, I see, right, sorry. And I've always found that when you do go onto these free porn sites, they are peddling the number of lists and playlists which are about all sorts of, like, like, who who says this? Alex says, you know, they're, they're promoting these narratives that... It beggars belief. I mean, right, it, see, I don't know. Well, no, I don't exactly, even know It really what... beggars belief. So I think, I think there are huge, huge, huge pressures on, on, on boys and, and, and pressures on families. It, it, it's, it's, it's an actual... I, I personally think it's an unregulated mess out there. It's an absolutely unregulated mess. So when, when they go onto it, that, it kind of gives more credence to the idea that if I had a son, I would want to sit them down and show mm. them this is sort of... This is wrong. This is morally dubious. This is taking it right to the edge. This is trading on the idea that, are they too young? Are they, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, so I always... So again, it's, it's like almost everything in parenting is about communication. Yes. Well, any, like, you have children, it's just a relationship. Yeah. And we know that all relationships benefit from fearless com- communication. Mm. That it, It's like, you know, just even just us as a married couple, you mm. know, just yesterday we had to have a fearless conversation and it was difficult and it was upsetting and it was... And I think that we have to accept that we have to do that with our kids, really, as well, there, there's, don't we? There's another perverse possible way of killing the allure of porn for a son as well by showing it to them, is that they'll forever be reminded of the fact that their bloody dad sat down and clicked on their first porn site. Might put them do you off. you know, it might put them off. They're like, Jesus Christ, I'm not doing that again. I had to do it with my dad the first time. <laughs> Okay, I've got one here. Okay, there's one here from Jenny, 37. My girls, 12 and 14, have started talking about their bodies. They worry about pubic hair and their hips, saying that they shouldn't have hair around their genitals. Oh, God. That's me, oh, God. Because it's gross and wishing that they had a curvy figure with big bum. Some of their friends have said that they would consider having a boob job in a few years if their boobs aren't as big as they want them to be. I don't want my girls to have a prescribed view of what is sexually attractive and what a sexual relationship should be like. Porn must have a role in this. How can you separate less destructive trends around how you look in fashion and popular culture from how you look in porn? First of all, I want a campaign that goes right around the globe. Bring back the bush. Yeah. We've got to this stage now, and I and I have, you know, I have um, teenagers reach out to me about this on social media, and, and and actually I've had many conversations with different groups of girls and stuff, and the pressure is enormous yes. for them to be totally bald. Now, where has that come from? We have got in in this day and age, 
girls saying to me that they have to be bald because it's hygienic. Same with boys. And these are feminist girls who think they're feminists. And it's like, do you not realise that you have been manipulated by the porn industry Mm. to, to think this way? I mean... All these photographs that you see and, and you know, I, I think this whole thing that was started with the Kardashians where they're bending forward and looking back, all the pop stars bending over, looking back. And I, I, I break it down with the girls. I say, you see what they're actually saying in that mm. pose? Mm. And again, I think it's really important that you know very, as a woman, you know exactly how you feel about that and that you're not being dictated to. Say to your daughter, this is subservient. This is the dark ages. This is absolutely the porn industry dictating to you how you should look. We're in this ridiculous situation now where girls have got to have a 22-inch waist and a 48-inch bum. Mm. You know, I mean, we, get, we, we are back now to corsets. Girls are buying corsets to wear day and night, to squeeze their waists in. It's it's insane. It's madness, but I mean... And I think that as mothers of daughters, we have to stand there going, this is like a crazy world. Mm. You know, we talk about, you know, the geisha girls that would have their feet bound mm. so that their feet wouldn't grow. It's not that dissimilar. We are going back. We need to move forward. And I, for one, scream this with rage. And hope that my daughters feel the power of that. We are not going to be dictated to. We are gladiators. How dare they say that we have got to have surgery, that we've got to wax and pluck and shave What for hygiene? There are young people having labia operations. But- A big pair of scissors comes out and snips away their no, labia. I, know, I, know. I mean, it is bonkers and it makes me so angry and so upset and we have to stand as parents and go listen you're being dictated to you're being manipulated you don't think you are but you're being manipulated the interesting distinction there from jenny as well is in terms of main the you know mainstream trends as well i do think what's happened because porn is now such a prevalent thing in all areas of life and it's such an accepted thing it's almost like alcohol we go we all talk about it, but we just accept it's going to be there. Mm. It Now, it's also been translated into the mainstream, and I think the Kardashians are a good example. I mean, porn is almost just part of a public image now. You know, porn, it, there's an acceptance, there's a tolerance. The, the low-level tolerance of just the page three girl, okay, there's this irony where we've campaigned to get rid of the page three girl, whilst mm. meanwhile, online, there's the, 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 the most copious mm. amounts of most sort of erotic everything going that everyone can access all the time. Well, no wonder there's no want, need for page three. I don't want pop stars in a squat, sticking their bum out as far as they can and looking over their shoulder. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's insidious. Those images are insidious and they really inform how young girls feel and think about But I will also say that they also pressure young boys' bodies too. They're shaving their bits too. So I had nothing to say on that question. No, you didn't, did you? You Nothing to say. I had no real deep feelings about that one at all. (laughs) 
that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>